0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Meraki Unboxed podcast. Once again, I am your host, Tanner Yelick. And today, I am joined by Bernie Mell, the CEO of an ecosystem partner called Kisi. Bernie, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks, Tanner. Thanks for having me. It's good to be on the air here. And we are very happy to have you. So, Bernie... Today, we're going to be talking about Kisi, which does provide uh, access control technologies. So, Bernie, before we get too much into that, tell us your story. How did you get into the technology business? That is a really interesting question.
1: And certainly, my mother had did not have that in mind. <laughs> um, I grew up pretty much without any technology in a small town in Germany. Um, Uh, I think I had, like, wood blocks and a forest to play with uh, and a dog um, and a brother. So, um, and I think the the first memory of any technology I got in touch with at that time uh, was like a a Game Boy that my neighbor had, but I was never allowed to get one. Um, And uh, that's as much as I got to. And maybe that spurred the desire to be even more tech-focused later in my life when I uh studied a degree in technology management and industrial design. Um and I guess I was always curious and uh trying out new ideas, imagining products uh what could exist in the world and started some um you know own projects and built prototype in my own time. Um and I think it just became clear to me that unless I start a business and build those no one else will do it because everyone else has their own agenda and, you know, I have my own ideas. Mm -hmm. I think the the key moment was um, when one of my professors at the time um, was really explaining how to use design as a driver to finding solutions to business problems, essentially coming from the user experience side and see what the problem is and then building a business to solve that. And that's what we do with Keezy and that the focus is like, we want to deliver value and reliability to our customers, um, doing it with a design philosophy that focuses on
0: simplicity and authenticity. And I think that's how I got into the tech business, I guess. Fantastic. In terms of the Game Boy, I think you and I had very similar experiences. I, uh, my first technology was also a Game Boy. The Game Boy Advanced, which one was it for you? I, I don't even know the model. It's like
1: the first version, uh, with the two purple buttons. Uh, I don't nice. I don't know what it's called. I guess today it's like Roblox, right? That's the equivalent today
0: to a Game Boy to the younger <laughs> audience. If someone's on there, <laughs> handheld consoles have come a long way. However, as much as I want to keep talking about handheld consoles, I think we have to go back to the topic at hand here. Um, but so. Bernie as one of the co-founders at Keysi how did it how did it all begin and like what motivated you to start Keysi besides the if I don't do it who else will
1: yeah and um maybe easiest to explain um what Keysi is uh so Keysi is a cloud based access control system um that secures physical spaces without any of the headaches of uh, operating um, in those buildings and spaces. And it just makes it more secure. Um, we we provide hardware uh, that is manufactured in the US and software to manage the spaces and um, provide mobile apps to unlock the doors with it. Um, and so how we got there and like where we got the idea is um, we, I think in 2012, we. Built like a first version of prototype, what is now Keezy in our kitchen. And together with my co founders uh, of at Keezy, um, they're called uh, Carl and Max. And we realized there's just no good solution out there to secure and access buildings easily. Um, there's various anecdotes on a personal experience, but also on the business side, where we had experiences about, hey, this is a topic that needs solving. One particular one uh, was uh, at Oktoberfest. At that time, my uh, flat was next to the Oktoberfest, literally next to it, Um, and we went there quite a lot. And usually at Oktoberfest, it's really hard to get in a tent, uh, and when you're in it, you don't leave because you can't get back in. And it just so happened that we just got into the tent after standing a while in the rain or something. Um, and then uh, some friends were coming over f- from the US and said, hey, we're here. Uh, we want to drop off our suitcases at your apartment. So um, can you give us the key? And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't hear you well because it's so noisy. <laughs> and also I can't give you the key because I'm not going to go out of here. Um, and so there's like sharing related issues with uh, spaces and real estate that just shouldn't exist because technically that those friends were authorized to get in my apartment whenever uh, they want to. Um, And I think that happens in businesses as well, right? So if you're an employee somewhere and you're traveling uh, half the world to go to an office that you want to meet your colleagues in, then that could easily happen, too, that you're like uh, arriving in the lobby, you're treated like a total stranger <laughs> and you're not getting in until an hour later and you're already missing meetings and it's like a bad experience. And that's kind of um, the driver is still what drives Keezy today and the experience and why people uh, love the system. Um, that it just in, in improves the quality um, of the experience that people have in spaces
0: and makes spaces smarter um, at the same time. Um, yeah. Just like Meraki, but for access control, cloud-based control from anywhere in the world. Yeah, and um,
1: I think, especially today, you know, this is more important than ever to have remote uh control of the spaces
0: and it makes everyone's lives easier um and why not do it right very cool and uh just a follow-up question to that so it kisi provides access control for businesses um to allow people into buildings and into certain spaces does kisi also collect data about those spaces that is an interesting
1: question so we do of course um um provide event logs of uh, the events a user proactively does. So like unlocking the door, opening the door, um, that's all things that show up in your event stream that you can remotely see. Uh, We don't um, passively track any kind of um, employees, but we do use that data that we gather from those events. Um, to calculate certain metrics for example occupancy metrics in a space and that occupancy metric is very easy to calculate which is the number of unique users who unlock the door today and so you just use that number and say here's how many people showed up at your space today and then you can break it down by different teams or groups that they're in and create a reporting for different um, departments at companies that are valuable to them for different reasons for example for the real estate department uh, or for a sales department who want to know hey how's my sales team behaving right now how are they collaborating and they want to see who's uh, meeting with whom regularly and that that's all useful things to, um, for increasing collaboration and productivity
0: very cool awesome so Tell me a little bit about where access control was before it is today. So just the, the timeline of that. And how have the evolving risk factors shaped the technology?
1: Yeah, this is an interesting question. In, in many regards, access control is still where it was. So it's a very slow industry. Um, and I think that's what even more motivated us to radically uh, reinvent it. Um, because compared to other products in the tech space, um, access control has still a lot of room for growth and innovation. And, um, you know, most access control systems are, you uh, Using proprietary, like industry proprietary protocols, they are called, for example, Weekend or OSDP, um, which to an IT professional that we sell to means nothing if they're not very familiar with access control. Right? It's not what an co- IT standard. What a
0: coincidence! I was going to ask, what is OSDP?
1: It's an it's a it's a access control specific open standard. Um, but why not use, for example, our readers are POE, right? So power over Ethernet. Why not just run it as like an access point on your um, network, right? So that's how it should be uh, a, a wall reader that is connected to your switch, just like an access point for Meraki um, that's connected to your switch. So there's a very different mindset. And that's one of the core differentiators from KeZ. We start, you know with the architecture just being much more modern um and um you know if if you ask anyone in IT about their favorite access control brand not a lot of ma- names come up okay. most don't even know what they're using right now and so i think there's there's like the management of the in- hardware um that is very important to IT like how we do that and that they they love that for example they have the all the metrics about the hardware right in their dashboard um, but I think we also see greater evolution to adopt mobile credentials and um, easier and safer ways to open doors. Um, there's a lot of issues with cards; you can easily pass it on, you can copy them. Um, and I think the analogy that comes closest is the payment industry, where we saw uh, the evolution from coins to cash to, you know, physical cards to than now paying with your phone. And I think that's something the access control industry is headed towards and working through. Um, and that's why uh, mobile credentials have such a great user acceptance because they're, everyone's already used to it from paying for your coffee, you know.
0: And just for my understanding and for some of the listeners, does Kisi allow users to use their phone to get access to these spaces? Correct, yeah. Sorry if that uh, was not clear. So, just want to make sure
1: one of the main things is you can manage the system in the cloud uh, and you can easier get access by just. Um, downloading a mobile app, self-enrolling essentially without ever having to pick up a badge or um, having to travel somewhere to get access. So you can remotely enroll and then you can get in uh, with your mobile either through the app or in the future also with through methods like your wallet uh, where you don't even need an app
0: anymore. Fantastic. And you know what? I think that kind of covers or Gets us into the next question I wanted to ask Mm -hmm. is that, what are some of those key solutions that KC delivers?
1: Yeah, I think uh, key solutions um, in terms of, we think about uh, key solutions, maybe in two main categories. Um, One is the user experience. And of course we build our app to the best potential of what we can and like show people what's possible. But truth be told, like no one really is excited about an app that unlocks the door, right? It's more like a utility. Uh, it's something that just needs to work. Um, otherwise, people get very mad. And so, um, a lot of times now, we see that we become like a plugin for other tools, um, where you already have maybe a workplace app, and you want to just embed the uh, unlock functionality from Keezy through our SDK. Um, or maybe you want to use um, a watch to unlock the door, right? So it doesn't have to be the phone. And so I think this, this aspect of user experience goes in many different directions. We also work with many uh, retail clients, for example, gyms in our uh, categories retail and in gyms they want you to present your mobile in a in a different way than uh, when you go into the workplace and I think being flexible on the user experience uh, side is super crucial in terms of solution and uh, the other side is um, I think compliance and uh, data so a lot of customers they use our data to combine it with their um, other data from other sources such as video cameras um, and uh, are able to trigger alerts uh, when something happens that shouldn't be happening or uh, remotely uh, do investigations or anything like that. But it it usually enables uh, uh, IT or uh, professionals to free up time that was before used with almost surveillance. They don't need to do mm-hmm. that anymore, right? The system is smart enough to run on based on your rules and tell you if something is wrong that you should look at. So it's also a better approach for workplaces to not having to um, have someone sit there and, and, and look at things the whole time. And I think um, if you think about more dynamic environments like um, shift uh managed uh, industrial warehouse, um, it's very important for them to have everything documented for um, loss prevention and for, uh, you know, controlling that no inventory um, went missing or in the other side of the warehouse or anything like that. So there's a workplace is really simple, but like the more advanced use cases have amplified problems that happen to all our offices every day.
0: Fantastic. So it definitely sounds like there's a lot of integrations that Kisi has been working on. So that actually, once again, segues into my next question. So how does Kisi integrate with Meraki and some other Cisco products? And how does that improve the experiences for both our and your customers?
1: Yes. So I think... um... We are very excited about the Meraki partnership. First of all, you know when we started the company, we looked at Meraki as almost like a role model. How a brand for the IT community works. Um, you know, really cool and good products, simple experiences behind a single pane of glass, and we always had this mindset in mind when we built the company. And then later, uh, we noticed that when you implement access control, you also often need video. Um, and you want maybe a unified solution in terms of where the data shows up, this is where Meraki came up as a partner. And at that time, Meraki was pretty much the only, or maybe still is pretty much the only vendor with a cloud native camera and an API we can easily work with. So that's where we started to integrate uh, Meraki a few years ago and really have a great experience being a partner. And in terms of how it works, is that you normally have your access control events separately from your video uh, feed, and so the cool thing is that by um, combining those two datas, we can we can um, use snapshots from the Meraki stream um, from this like six or nine seconds of the door unlocking time, pull it into Keezy and show it as a combined event. So basically, you see here this person unlocked the door and here's how this looked like. And so that's usually all that our customers need and want to see because if the door doesn't open, what point is there to look at uh, a camera that points at the door? And so mm-hmm. I think it makes it so much easier to review um, events and uh, makes it faster and um, just you know makes, it, makes everything uh, more streamlined in terms of um, compliance uh, that some companies need to have.
0: Fantastic, and it's my understanding you also have a little bit of a WebEx integration too. Yeah, so like, since
1: the Meraki MV cameras, we started to notice that <laughs> Meraki is part of Cisco, and uh, Cisco has a product called WebEx that is focused on collaboration, um, and uh, we integrate with WebEx to make the data more visible. So a lot of times, access control is a product that is used by you know um workplace admins, but the data is useful for the broader team so uh that's why we integrate with Webex to to push our events into Webex that you can see who came to the through the door and certain people have easier access to those events um Very nice and uh yeah, I think maybe uh Webex becomes more of a workplace platform at one point, and there could be ways that they could use
0: uh Keezy to enable that easier for sure very cool yeah just figured we should probably talk about the some other cisco products but um fun fact we're actually using webex to record this podcast right now but um so I, it's my understanding you guys have a showroom that you kind of show this off in. Is that correct? An IoT showroom per se?
1: Exactly. So uh, that's something that we noticed during um, the past year. or So when people really started to ping us and say, "Hey, you know, can we see this in action?" and we'll come to your office and show it to us. And so part of our office is now transformed into a showroom area um, where we show these types of solutions um, like the Kizi and Meraki or Kizi and Webex use cases where you can really get more inspired by what is possible to transform workplaces. Um, so many of our customers, but also the channel partners love that because it's you know you could show it on a slide but if you see that it really works it's really the most convincing and most inspiring thing to to, to do um, and I think that just drives like the interest into more nuanced use cases even
0: more so definitely has been a good ride with the showroom fantastic it's always good to have a, a place or a way to show off what your products can do and actually show people kind of like the, the Meraki demo network that we have here. Um, so I want to ask a little bit more about some specific UK use cases. Now, I understand that you have a story you'd like to share about a customer that you would be willing to talk about. Sure. Yeah.
1: I think, um, one use case that we've noticed, um, that is really strong, is the um, use case in industrial and uh, uh, warehouse centers where you have really big inventory loss risk um, and you have very high turnover in terms of people. You have different shifts that run 24-7. So, no human in the world could possibly be able to monitor all this without yeah, significant overhead and um, that's how uh, where, where one of the applications of the Kisi and Meraki story is really great at um, in these spaces that are really dynamic uh, and really complex in terms of regulations and who is allowed to enter what area under what conditions and uh, what should happen if that isn't the case and like whatnot with time tracking and like you have so many different uh, things conditional on you being present in that space at that time and so this is really a, a, a use case um, where it's huge distribution centers and uh, they use Keezy more traditionally with card access that is managed in the cloud but every badge in to the facility, um, connects, I think, to their um, uh, time tracking system, so it also validates that the person is here, and also pulls in the snapshot of uh, the Meraki to validate this was actually a person coming here. And so that way they were able to shift from more like proactive surveillance to more uh, of a um, investigation focused approach. So before they had really operators monitoring the whole facility now they can um, just uh, not lean back but focus on more pressing matters and if something happens they can really quickly find the event that uh, that is in question and can react to it appropriately and i think those types of use cases are similar to what we see in health facilities clinics or also commercial real estate buildings less on the compliance side but more on the experience side and I think that's where you know the the, the partnership is just evolving in, in in different directions and that's what's awesome to see.
0: Yeah, and I think there's I think there's a lot of things around access control that people take for granted or not necessarily take for granted, but just completely forget about some of these, some of these areas and spaces that you have to badge into have to be extremely secure, um, like medical facilities, there are HIPAA requirements that, um, you know, you have to take into account and if you're storing records you can't just let anyone into that room. They, you know, there has to be very easily controlled and monitored and, uh, it has to be logged and everything like that. So it's awesome to see that a company like Kesey, someone is watching that someone is watching and continuing to develop new forms of access control. It, it can't just be the same badge over and over again. I used to think that when I first, um, got my first internship while I was in college um, and I got a badge and I got to badge into a building for the first time. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I posted on Facebook about it. Like it was, it was a big deal for me, but now it's like, come on, like, is, shouldn't there be a better way to do this? But I'm glad to hear that Kesey is continued, continuing to evolve these. And so what um what does the future of access control look like like i can have my ideas but they're probably a little outdated like how do you see this technology developing to address the emerging and ongoing risks because they are continuing to emerge in new ways
1: yeah and i think uh to your story Mm -hmm. um what is interesting when you Uh, when you see people moving on from companies, they usually post their badge on social media and say, (laughs) hey, it was great working here. So there's sentimental value in like this, you know, here's my scruffed up badge that I used 10 years to clock in my hours, you know, like, and it's sad, the mobile app doesn't have the same qualities there. So maybe at (laughs) one point that will be solved in one way or the other, but... I think on on, on the more uh, tech-forward uh, side, uh, our vision is to connect people and spaces, and that's a very unusual vision for a security company. It's not like um, we're in the business of uh, tracking people. It's more we're in the business of making spaces as accessible and uh, productive as possible and um, keeping the security background so everything can be that way. And I think that's basically the platform we use uh, to make workplaces more dynamic, uh, more innovative, more like providing space for creativity. And there's still so much room in the access control industry to grow. I think um, the perfect environment for success is one where innovation and custom adoption scale alongside each other. And that's happening more and more. I think the most exciting part these days of the industry is just tapping into The collaboration and expanding our partner ecosystem with tools like Meraki cameras, um, it makes the experience and the use cases so much more stronger, and uh, the end user um, perception is just like magical, right? So like they don't even have to do all these things they used to do, but now they could just badge in like. Uh, the office, how cool is that? Like you said, it was t- a couple uh, or like when you had your internship and I think, um, <laughs> IT is rarely in a position to be able to do projects like that. Right. So it's, uh, often also a way to get people excited, um, and, uh, how easy and how fun it can be. And, um, I think that's the direction we keep on evolving the product towards.
0: Fantastic. So, you know, I wanted to, I this question has been kicking around in my head. Um, so recently my apartment building actually switched over to uh, an access control system. I did never thought to call it that, but that's pretty much what it is, an access control system that's based on your phone. Um, so are you looking at just kind of sticking to business use cases, or are you kind of also looking at residential as well? Yeah, and um, you would uh, be surprised many uh, residential
1: use cases almost operate like a business. Um, And so we are primarily focused on business and commercial, um, but uh, the residential space is very interesting, especially when it's larger and more complex, right? So our product is always really impactful when you have large volumes of people with different levels of permissions. And so that could be in larger towers, it could be in gated communities, could be in mixed uh, use deployments where you have like a work live kind of uh, building or um, concept could be in the future also uh, collaborations between different buildings where you work here, you go to the gym here and you live here and it should all be one credential. And so I think, that That is what is driving this uh, adoption is the, the end user demands for simplicity and experience, which is very hard to do on the back end, um, especially if it's like different landlords or different tenants. Um, but we I think we have figured out a good way to make this work. So in terms of um, residential versus commercial, we are not uh, excluding the residential side, although mm-hmm. we are not doing it as much yet. But it is a very strong growing market and it grows into the commercial side. And I think that's where it's more interesting, right? So like, for example, a parking solution, um, it's also camera related. So um mm-hmm. happens the same way in gated communities. You need to open a gate, present some sort of badge to do that as in a commercial building. And so I think Often the use cases are very overlapping, and it's just in the end uh, the question, what access points do you have in um, each one of those deployments, and can you use the same credential across the board? And I think
0: um, that's something that we are definitely excited about. Fantastic. So now I have, so I told you earlier about my my background in support. So Uh, One of the things I got from that is I'm always looking at looking for potential problems. And now there's a problem with the other system that I wanted to see if you uh, if Kesey had addressed. So if you are using your phone for access control into buildings and into spaces, what happens in the event that that phone dies? Now, people probably normally have a charger nearby if they're in an office building. Um, but in the event that they don't have one um, or they're going to another office and they're still outside the building, um, what is KC's um, solution for that? Yeah, so I
1: used to say, um, you know, in those cases, when your phone dies, uh, you can go to the n- nearby bar and uh, <laughs> get it charged and um, uh, enter your building refreshed. But yeah. Um, I think, you know, phones have evolved and they're usually um, very good with battery lifetime. We have gotten those questions maybe five or six years ago. Um, These days, no one really uh, is concerned about that Mm -hmm. because the phone is way too important for people to let it die. What if uh, you have to ride on a subway for 30 minutes and you can't access your Instagram, right? So it would be a big problem. (laughs) or uh, use your Chess app, right? Um, and uh, But I do think there's a, a, um, definitely a solution coming that addresses this uh, use case a lot more seriously, which is even when your phone dies, um, there's a certain name for it, but there's a, a backup uh, power that the phone has mm-hmm. that still allows
0: you to use it for credit cards, for example, that are in your wallet. So, once again, everyone, thank you very much for listening. Bernie, thank you once again for joining us. We I really appreciated you taking the time to talk with me today, getting to learn about Kisi. That's very cool. I'm very excited to see the technology and, and how it integrates with Meraki.
1: It was awesome. Thanks, Tanner, for having me. It was great to
0: talk about Game Boys and uh, your phone <laughs> running out of battery, too. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to talk about... Uh, uh, our old Game Boys some more afterwards. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Well, thank you once again for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a good rest of your day.